Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. All right, so the quote that we're going to start today's show with is, Commitment means staying loyal to what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has left you. Let me repeat that one again because most people's problem is that they cannot commit to anything. All right. So commitment means staying loyal to what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has left you. And the title of today's show is What Are You Committed To? want to thank everyone for tuning in, for listening in. All right, want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen, all you have to do is call 857-957-1625 if you're in the United States, or you can go to www.powerhh.com, all right? If we're not friends on Facebook, if we're not friends on Facebook, you can find me. I My name on Facebook is The Real Mark Star, or search for Mark, M-A-R-K, star, S-T-A-R-R, all right? And if you're not a part of our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group, go ahead and just do a search for Power in a Half Hour and send us a request and we will gladly uh, let you into our group. If you're on Instagram, my name on Instagram is at Coach Mark Speaks. That's at Coach, C-O-A-C-H, M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S, all right? And if you have not downloaded my book yet, you can download it for free at www.repeataftermebook.com, all right? Are you guys ready? Let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Madam C.J. Walker. Now, Madam C.J. Walker was born Sarah Breedlove in Delta, Louisiana, to parents that were freed slaves and who worked on a cotton plantation. She was the first child in her family born into freedom after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Both of her parents died when she was young from yellow fever. As a young girl, she moved to Vicksburg to live with her older sister and to work as a housemaid. At age 14, Madam C.J. got married to escape mistreatment by her brother-in-law. Six years after she got married and her first daughter was born, Madam C.J.'s husband died. She soon after remarried but left her second husband shortly after and moved to Denver, Colorado. Now, by the time Madam C.J. was in her late 30s, she was dealing with hair loss because of a combination of stress and damaging hair care products. After experimenting with various methods, she developed a formula of her own that caused her hair to grow again quickly. 
When friends and family members noticed how her hair grew back quickly, they began to ask her to duplicate her products for them. She began to prepare her formula at home, selling it to friends and family and also selling it door to door. She began to advertise a growing number of hair care products with the help of her family and her husband, Charles Joseph Walker. Her husband, a newspaper man, helped her develop a male marketing techniques for her products. Basically, through the African-American, usually through the African-American-owned newspapers. When their small business was successful with earnings of about $10 a day, Madam CJ thought she, she, she should expand, but her husband thought otherwise. Rather than to allow her husband to slow her down, the couple separated. She said, look, if you're not with this expansion program, we're going to have to part ways. Now, her business continued to expand. She not only marketed her hair care products, but also tutored African-American men and women in their use, recruiting a group called Walker's Agents. Now, Madam CJ's products included a hair straightener that would straighten very curly hair, as well as facial skin cream. Even though many people felt that African-American women should wear their hair in natural styles, Madam CJ's products gained increasing popularity. This resulted in growing profits for her business and an increasing number of agents who marketed the products for her door-to-door. Madam C.J. opened a school for hair culturists in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, called Layla College, named after her daughter. In 1910, they moved to Indianapolis, where they established a modern factory to produce their products. Madam C.J. traveled through the U.S. demonstrating her products, recruiting salespeople, and encouraging African-American entrepreneurs. She would also travel to the Caribbean and Latin America to promote her business and to recruit individuals to teach them about hair care products. It is estimated that Madam C.J. Walker had over 3,000 agents selling and promoting her products. In 1917, her company claimed to have trained nearly 20,000 women. By the 1920s, Madam C.J.'s business expanded beyond the U.S. to Cuba, Jamaica, Haiti, Panama, and Costa Rica. In addition to training in sales and grooming, Madam C.J. showed other black women how to budget, build their own businesses, and encourage them to become financially independent. Madam C.J. Walker died on May 25, 1990 from hypertension and kidney failure at the age of 51. At the time of her death, she was considered to be the wealthiest African-American woman in America. Her state was worth an estimated $600,000, which would be equivalent to $8 million in today's money. Now, the reason why I profile this lady, here it is. She was born right up after slavery, right? Saw a need. First, she had her own need, right? Her hair was falling out. She figured out a way to solve her own problem and realized that, hey, if I have this problem, there's probably a bunch of other people that have the same problem as well. Ended up becoming a millionaire in her time. Now, if this lady could do it back in the 1800s and 1900s, why can't anybody that's listening right now become successful as well? Please, somebody tell me. Here it is. This lady, her parents died when she was young, just born out of slave, um, born right after the Emancipation Proclamation, right? Saw a need, fulfilled a need, and became super wealthy. Profile number two, David Green. 
Now, David is an American businessman and the founder of Hobby Lobby, which is a chain of arts and craft stores. David grew up very poor, and his father was a preacher. Although he grew up poor, along the way he learned to make the most of everything that he had. Later on, he founded his company on this trait. In 1970, he decided to start a business. He took out a $600 loan and started Greco Products in his garage. In his garage, he assembled and sold miniature picture frames. Two years later, in 1972, his business was doing so well that he opened a store that was 300 square feet. Because David was born in a family of preachers, he had very strong religious beliefs. David says he has built his business on biblical ideas. David continued to expand the company, and by 1982, Hobby Lobby had seven stores. By the start of 1989, the chain had 15 stores. By late 1992, it had grown to 50 locations in seven states, and Hobby Lobby continued to grow very rapidly. By August 1995, Hobby Lobby opened its 100 store and 100 more in 1999. By March 2002, they had 281 stores in 24 states. And as of April 2015, the chain has over 600 stores nationwide with the headquarters building in a 3.4 million square foot manufacturing distribution and office complex. As of February 2016, David has a net worth of $5.6 billion. Here it is. This guy started a business out of his garage with a $600 loan. And it didn't happen for him overnight. As you can see, he worked at it. He worked at it. He worked at it. Got a 300-square-foot building. Worked at it. Worked at it. Worked at it. Now this man has over 600 stores nationwide and is worth $5.6 billion. Profile number three, Oprah Winfrey. Now I'm sure everyone knows who Oprah is and is quite familiar with her story, so we won't spend a lot of time going over it today. Plus, we don't have enough time to give her all the full justice that she deserves. We can spend an entire show profiling Oprah and everything that she has done and the lessons that we can learn from her. Since we don't have that type of time today, we'll briefly go over her story and focus on her rules of success. Oprah's a media mogul, talk show host, actress, producer, business mogul, and philanthropist. Her talk show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, is the highest rated daytime TV talk show in history. She is known as the queen of all media. Oprah has been ranked as the richest African American of the 20th century with a net worth of three billion dollars and the greatest black philanthropist in american history some even regard her as the most influential woman in the world oprah was born into poverty in rural mississippi and raised in the inner city of milwaukee oprah started her career in radio while she was in high school and she began co-anchoring the local evening news at the age of 19 her direct style got her transferred to the daytime talk show arena where she helped boost a third-rated local Chicago talk show to first place when she launched her own production company and became internationally syndicated. Now, we could go on and on about Oprah, but today let's focus on her rules for success. Number one, whenever you're going through a challenge, get still and ask yourself what is the next right move that you can make. Once you make that right move, ask yourself, what is the next right move that you can make? 
Oprah says, don't allow the situation to overwhelm you because life is bigger than any immediate situation that you're going through. A lot of times people find themselves in a pit. They don't know what to do and they become like deer trapped in headlights. When you find yourself in that type of situation, because everybody does, everybody, I don't care how much money you do or don't have, everybody finds themselves in situations like that. All you need to do is just stop and figure out what is the next good move that you can make and then make that move. Then you figure out what is the next good move that you can make and then you make that move. Then now you have a pattern of success. So no matter where you were at, now you're starting to come out of the hole. So many people become just so just so fluttered, <laughs> for lack of a better term, right? And then they just don't make any move at all, and then they end up staying in the hole forever until they finally figure out how to get out the hole. Number two, don't, you don't just get lucky. Oprah says that nothing about her life is lucky. In her life, she has had a lot of grace, a lot of blessings, and a lot of divine order. She says that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Let me repeat this. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. There is no luck unless you are prepared to handle that moment of opportunity. Every single thing that has happened to you in your life is preparing you for the moment that is to come. I get a lot of people that reach out to me all the time. They want to get into, let's say, real estate. They're looking for their big deal. But they don't even know anything about real estate. They haven't prepared themselves, right? Because even if I gave you a million-dollar deal right now, if you don't know what to do, you're going to louse up the deal. I get a lot of people that come to me all the time. Coach Mark, I want to become a speaker. And I say, focus on getting better. Focus on mastering your craft, right? Because even if you had an opportunity to speak in front of 10,000 people, if you're not ready, then you're not ready, right? But all of us, we want to get to the big stage right away instead of preparing to get ready. Just like Oprah said, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You got to be prepared. You got to start preparing yourself now. The time to start preparing yourself isn't the time when the opportunity comes because then you'll miss the opportunity, So you start preparing yourself from now when nothing's going on. You start preparing yourself from now. And then when the opportunity comes, you're prepared. You're able to take advantage of it. And bam, you're out of here. Number three, you don't have to hold yourself hostage to who you used to be. Oprah says that she has made many mistakes throughout her life, especially when she was younger in her 20s. But these mistakes don't define her and they were all Just all moments for her to learn from. Besides all the mistakes that she has made, her life was filled with a lot of struggle and tragedy. She grew up dirt poor. She was constantly sexually abused and molested as a child. And at age 14, she had a child that died in infancy. Oprah even used dangerous drugs in her 20s with some of the men she dated. All of these events she credits with giving her more capacity to relate to the pain of others. One of the things that I believe has made Oprah so successful is that most of the people that watch her feel that they can relate to her. So everything that she's been through, 
right? Even though she's super Oprah now and worth $3 billion, right? She can empathize with, with what all of her listeners um, are going through. And this is what made her successful. So she never had all those tragedies in life. She wouldn't be able to empathize with, the, with them. One of the reasons why, and I'm not beating up on Donald Trump, but one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like Donald Trump is because he's never been broke. So he doesn't understand what people that have been broke have gone through. So sometimes we have to appreciate all the things that we've been through, um, been through in life because those things help us to empathize with other people. It help other people to be able to connect with us. Now we know what they've gone through. Number four, always work on yourself. Oprah says that your real objective should always be to figure out how to connect your gifts that you have to offer the world with the real reason why you are here. This is fulfilling your passion. Oprah says to fill yourself up and keep your cup full. That is like my motto, always work on yourself. I am always working on myself. We should all always be working on ourselves. In life, we're either growing or dying. If you're not working on yourself, you are essentially dying. Always try to improve yourself. Number five, run the race as hard as you can. When the Oprah Winfrey show was on air, there were hundreds of talk shows that were coming out. Oprah used this as motivation for her and her team to continue to step up their game. She wouldn't worry about all the additional competition because she realized that she couldn't control the other talk shows that were coming out. You only have control over yourself. Let me repeat that. You only have control over yourself. The energy that it takes to look behind you for the other person or your competitor is energy that you're taking away from yourself. And when you look back and see them on your tail, it scares you and takes even more of your energy away. It's never about what the other person is doing. It's only about what you are doing. And you focus on always giving it all you got. Don't pay attention about what anybody else has going on. Focus on what you are doing. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Because I can promise you this. If you focus on being the best that you can be, then whatever is to come to you is going to come to you. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Number six, believe in yourself. Don't let others define what's possible for you. And this is so important. When Oprah was growing up, her grandmother's greatest desire for her was to become a maid as she was, and then she would find some good people to work for that would treat her kindly, right? That would allow her to bring home food. They wouldn't talk bad about her. That's what her mother's dream for her was. But guess what? Oprah had another dream for herself. Oprah had a completely different belief as to what was possible for herself. Regardless of what her grandmother said, Oprah had a strong belief that this wasn't going to be her life. At four years old, Oprah intuitively knew that she wouldn't spend the rest of her life hanging close for wealthy people in Mississippi. Oprah held on to this belief even though she didn't know how she would attain more. She just knew that she would. Other people will try to define what's possible for you, what you should be doing. Nobody knows what you should be doing but you. Don't let anybody else define what's possible for you. 
Do not let anybody else define what's possible for you. You got to be careful at who you tell your goals and your dreams to. Because sometimes, you know why Oprah's grandmother didn't um, want her to become a maid? Because Oprah's grandmother didn't see herself as being anything else other than a maid. Right? Don't let anybody else define what's possible for you because they're only going to limit you as to what they believe is possible for them. You can do anything you want to do. Number seven. At the end of the day, we're all seeking the same thing. Now, regardless of where you're at in life, we are all seeking the same thing. Everyone wants to fulfill the highest, truest expression of their self. If you're working in a bakery baking pies and cakes, and that's what you've always wanted to do for people, then that's for you, and that's your platform. And your desire is to do that as best as you can and be as effective as you can doing whatever it is that you enjoy. If that's your dream, that's your dream. That's your platform. That's how you're going to serve the world. Don't let anybody else tell you how you should serve the world. Right? That's, that's, your, that's, your, that's just the way you're going to do it. And stick to that. That's your passion. That's your goal. Number eight, find your purpose. Until you find your purpose, you will just be aimlessly wandering around. If you don't know what your purpose is here on earth, your immediate goal should be to figure out your purpose. Number nine, stay grounded. Always remember who you are. Constantly find ways to keep your feet on the ground. Practice compassion and understanding every day of your life. The secret to the success of the Oprah Winfrey show is that people could see themselves in her all over the world. Even with the financial success, she was always able to stay grounded. And number 10, relax. It's going to be okay. You're more capable than you can even imagine. Always trust yourself and your ability to know what is right for you. Now, many people consistently complain about not getting what it is that they want from their life or not achieving their goals. They focus on all the obstacles and problems that make their life and what they're trying to do so difficult. What most of these people fail to realize is that in life, we don't get what we want. We only get what we are 100% committed to. Unless you are fully committed to your goals or whatever it is that you're working towards, it's not going to happen. Let me repeat that. Unless you are fully committed to your goals or whatever it is that you're working towards, it's not going to happen. For most people, they never really commit to anything meaningful. What they like to think is a commitment is just them being interested. Being interested is just not enough. Being interested and being committed are two completely different things. When you commit to something, it means that you are blocking out all other possible alternatives while focusing all your attention and efforts onto one primary goal. When you focus all your attention, this will give you a sense of certainty that a specific outcome will be realized. When you commit, you make an important decision to burn your bridges and pursue one clear path towards your desired destination. Now, in 1519, the Spanish conquistador Hernando Cortez landed his small force of 500 soldiers and 100 sailors on the shores of Mexico. They arrived in 11 ships and they were thousands of miles from their homeland, Spain, which was across the Atlantic Ocean. Once all his men were off the ship, he ordered for all the ships to be burnt down. 
This cut off all possibilities for them to retreat if things didn't go as they planned as they came to Mexico to conquer the Aztecs and take all their gold. His troops not only had one option, they had to totally commit to winning because they had no other options. They were either going to succeed or they were going to die. Now, fortunately for them, this worked. Cortes, with his small force, conquered all of Mexico and established a small empire in the new world that lasted several hundred years. Cortes and his crew knew that in order to be successful, they had to be 100% committed. They knew that they couldn't say, I think we will try to win and see how it works out. Their success required their total commitment and determination. Of course they were going to win. It was only 500 of them, and they were taking on a whole country, right? But they burned all their ships. They had no other option. They weren't going to swim a couple thousand miles back to Spain. And sometimes that's what we need to do. Because we have other options, because we tell ourselves that we have other options, we don't give it our all. Most of the people that end up being really, really successful is because they don't have any other options. They had to. So let's now look at some of the differences between someone that's interested and someone that is committed. Number one, if you're interested, you show up sometimes. If you are committed, you show up all the time. Number two, if you are interested when things get tough, you give up and move on to your next interest. If you are committed, no matter how tough things get, you find a way under, around, or through obstacles. Number three, if you're interested, you dabble in a bunch of interests. If you are committed, you concentrate your energy on achieving a much shorter list of objectives. Essentially, you just focus. Number four, if you are interested, you are easily distracted and often fall victim to shiny object syndrome. If you are committed, you are so focused that you don't even notice the irrelevant, irrelevant shiny objects around you. Number five, if you are interested, you don't set goals. Rather, you just let it happen. If you are committed, you set goals in a way that maximize the probability that you will achieve them and you regularly monitor your progress. Number six, if you are interested, you let the fear of failure and other fears keep you from achieving your objectives. If you are committed, you realize that every failure is just another step in the direction of achieving your goals. And number seven, if you are interested, you allow perfectionism to inhibit your progress, working hand in hand with fear of failure to limit your success. If you are committed, you understand that perfectionism is the enemy and you continue to make forward progress even if each step is not perfect. You realize that done is always better than perfect. Now, here are a few techniques that will help you to stay committed to your success. Number one, create successful habits. Create daily habits that will draw you closer to your goal. Whatever negative habits that you have, replace them with positive ones. Number two, be accountable to someone. When you're accountable to someone, this helps you stay focused. You also gain valuable insights by having someone else critique you as well as make suggestions on areas of improvement. It would benefit you to work with people who have walked your path or who have similar experiences. Number three, focus on smaller victories. Depending on the size of your goal, it will help you to focus on smaller victories that draw you closer to your goal. Focusing on smaller victories along the way gives you the confidence you need to move ahead. And number four, 
develop an insatiable hunger. Successful people are unrelenting toward the pursuit of their goal. They experience setbacks and failures like everyone else, but what sets them apart is their ability to get back on track and learn from their mistakes. Because of the strong level of belief that they have in themselves and what they're doing, they refuse. And I mean, they refuse to allow anyone or anything to stop them from reaching the finish line. All right. All right. Well, that's all we have for today's show. Want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to this show or any of the previous shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you have three friends that should have heard what we talked about tonight. All right. Make sure you share this show with your friends. All right. Tell them about the station that you're listening to it on. And if they can't listen to it on that station, tell them that they can go to www.powerhh.com. Want to remind you, I'm on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Starr and on uh, Instagram at Coach Mark Speaks. All right. And also, if you have not downloaded my book yet, you can download it at www.repeataftermebook.com, okay? And want to close the show out with this quote. Once a man has made a commitment to a way of life, he puts the greatest strength in the world behind him. It's something we call heart power. Once a man has made his commitment, nothing will stop him short of success all right thank you much and until next show thanks for listening to power in a half hour with coach mark to listen or re-listen go to power in a half follow coach mark on instagram and twitter at coach mark speaks find coach mark on facebook by searching for mark star like our facebook fan page power in a half hour and join our power in a half hour facebook group see you next week you're listening to the law of attraction radio network